This is Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to another Madden Monday podcast. Tim Benz and Mark Madden with you, as always, on the Fans First Network. Glad that you're with us here at Breakfast with Benz, brought to you by Gerger. Construction is not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, booking into spring and summer 2024. Take advantage of their current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March the 1st of this year. Go to GergerConstruction.com. To get your free project estimate or to schedule your new deck safety inspection today. Mark from 105.9 The X, the flagship station of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mark, when the Penguins resume activities in the second half, the post-All-Star break, if you will, of the season, what are you expecting? Are you expecting much of a push from them at all? Well, an interesting development. Uh, it looks like uh, John Ludwig is healthy and ready to play. And if I were Mike Sullivan, I would put him in the top four. I would partner him with either Carlson or Latang and drop Ryan Graves uh, to the bottom pair. I not only have uh, been very appreciative of, of, of Ludwig's physicality, but Graves just hasn't done the job. And I'd try to trade him back to New Jersey if I could, because he played a lot better there. That was more systematic hockey that he felt more comfortable in, I think. And, uh, New Jersey lost both him and Severson, Damon Severson, who went to Columbus via free agency, and they need defensemen like that. Now, if they could have afforded Graves, they probably would have kept him in the first place, but I'd at least make a call. They also signed uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, the former uh, first-round pick at Edmonton. He came to to Wilkes on a tryout contract. He's been fraught with injury. Scored some goals down there. Now he's signed a regular contract, and he is going to, uh, I think, play for the Penguins Tuesday night when they host Winnipeg in the resumption of hostilities after the All-Star break. And I think that's worth a gamble. I mean, that kid was picked near the very top of the draft, you know, because he had talent. And he's had injuries. He struggled. But uh, the Penguins need something to give them a boost. 
And apparently it's not going to come from any of the expected sources any more than, you know, Crosby, Latang, etc. have already done. So pull your Darby, yeah, I like it. It's worth a try. Has it already gotten too late, too early for them, though? No, because they have a bunch of games in hand. The problem with that is you've got to win the games in hand, and that means games are going to pile up, a lot of back-to-backs and so forth, uh, especially in March. So if you ask me not, they're going to make the playoffs, I'd say no, but it's not out of reach and not out of their control either. That's where I am on it. However, if you look at like the gambling odds, most bookmakers have them at about minus 140 to minus 150 to make it. I, I guess that's just where the money is coming in, and the Penguins are a popular team and a popular pick, but the odds makers sure seem to believe that they're likely to make it. I, I don't know if they believe that in their hearts, but at least the public money seems to suggest that. Well, that's because the public money believes in Sidney Crosby, and what's not to believe in the way he's played this year, but he's only one guy. What about Jake Gensel? Was the bar set by Calgary and Vancouver in the deal that was done for Edholm the likely price to get him? Um, it's a good question. Uh, Winnipeg got Sean Monaghan, too, from Montreal and paid a pretty big price. I-, I don't know what the bar is per se. That was a weird deal that, that uh, Calgary and Vancouver made because Calgary got the first-round pick as expected, but they also got that winger who had the great year with Vancouver last year. His name slips my mind, but uh, but Taka just didn't like him. He's not Taka's kind of player. So, you know, th- that was a bit of a gamble by Calgary and taking that guy and hoping he can, you know, flourish there like he stopped doing in Vancouver. But um, the fact that, that Vancouver didn't get Gensel, when obviously there are many admirers of him out there, not least Jim Rutherford there, president of hockey ops who used to be the GM here in Pittsburgh. It makes me wonder if Jake's in play. Cause I would have thought Vancouver would have, would have, would have made a push that was talked about because those rumors always leak. Then again, they needed a center more than they needed a wing. So I don't know, maybe it's, it's unwise to draw any conclusions from that. Yeah. Kuzmenko, I believe Mark is the guy you're talking about. Um, yep. That's him. And this Brudzowitz is actually, according to many, the potential cornerstone of the deal, along with of course, the first round pick, uh, last I checked, he was leading the OHL in scoring amongst defensemen and was seventh overall. Then they even threw in sort of a bottom six, stay-at-home, big sort of defensive defenseman as well. I mean, it seems like a pretty good haul. He's not, he being at home, the goal scorer that Gensel is, but he's more of a two-way center. So it's not quite apples to apples, but I would wonder if even maybe Pittsburgh could do a little bit better than that. Although I think truest to the point that you made, I also would have thought that Vancouver might have been the most likely suitor. Yeah, but then again, they needed a, a center more than a wing. Lindholm is a center. There's only one first-round pick to trade. They did give up a lot, though. I give Calgary credit. They made a, a pretty good deal. I just suspect they're not going to trade, Jake. Uh, I, I wrote a blog to that effect at the X website last week. I don't think Sid would ever go to Dubas or Sullivan or whoever and say, don't trade Jake. But honestly, if if I'm telling the truth here, I think the whole organization is so scared to death of Sid that they try to anticipate what he would want and act accordingly. I've often wondered that myself about the relationship between the front office, regardless of who the front office has been, by the way, during his time there ownership, executives, general managers, coaches, whatever. 
if there's just a presumption of how Crosby would act and an avoidance of trying to stir that up, than actually being willing to do whatever they were going to do and deal with the consequences. Because maybe there wouldn't be consequences. Maybe he wouldn't bark as much as they're assuming. Yeah, but now it's an even sketchier situation because he's up for a new contract after next season. And they desperately want to keep him. And Mario's not the owner anymore. That plays a role too, I think. I don't think that figures in that much, honestly. But uh, but I, I just think that... Uh, they made a mistake keeping the gang together, in particular keeping Malkin. And that's the one thing they can say to them, three, if the team doesn't make the playoff this year. They can say, listen, this is what you wanted. We even got you Carlson. You know, you can be disappointed when you make the playoffs, but you can't complain. Uh, I can tell you for sure that Sid's never gone to management or coaching and, and demanded this, that, or the other. Case in point, when Ray Shiro got Iggy in 2013, specifically to play with Sid, and then Sid spoke to the media and said, well, I'm really happy playing with Kunitz and Duper, Pascal Dupuy. Well, the coach took that like it was a papal bull, like Moses has carried it down for the mountaintop on stone tablets. <laughs> you know, you've got to do what you do as the GM or as the coach, and you can worry about that and maybe consult with Sid. Maybe it would be better to consult with Sid. It certainly would have been then, because then you would have not to trade for Iggy. Sorry, Mark, my mind wandered there. I just had a picture of a long, white-bearded Sidney Crosby holding three stones. These 11, 11, 10 commandments. <laughs> it's still going to point per game, Tim. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, uh, shame on the people who cast dispersions on Sid for not being there at the stupid NHL fantasy draft for the All-Star game Thursday. This is a guy who never puts a foot wrong, represents hockey, better than anybody uh him and Ovi have carried the league for 20 years Ovi of course pulled a shrewd move Tim he only scored nine goals in 44 games and thus didn't have to go to Toronto <laughs> so good on Ovi I hope he rallies and knocks it dead in the second part of the season but uh but yeah acting like Sid ain't done his part is just absurd let Connor McJesus do all that Sid did because he has the time he don't play that deep in the playoffs very often ain't one a thing and then in 2026, uh, like that dope you wrote the story about who said Sid should want to go someplace else so we have a good story. Yeah, he'll be genuflecting at Sid's feet in 2026 when he's the guy who wins the gold medal in Italy because McJesus don't come through again. Write that down. You heard it here. Sidney Crosby shouldn't be above criticism, but he should never be subject to the petty and picky you. How do you feel about the Olympics commingling with the NHL again? I, I never have liked it because um, I I don't like the season being interrupted. I don't like assets of NHL clubs, very highly paid and priced assets, being put at risk for their countries, you know, with no compensation to the NHL teams if injury takes place. I don't like the notion that these guys are representing their country. You want to represent your country, join the Army. This is just a hockey tournament, and Herb Brooks agreed with me. In fact, he said all that. First, not in so many words. So, but, but the one thing I will say, with the Penguins really not going anywhere, the only time I root for Canada is when Sid's playing, and I would like to see him get another gold medal. So looking at it from his perspective, I'm happy. You know, logical me thinks the way you do. I guess the fan in me says, give me what I want to give me interesting hockey, and the stakes feel higher, higher than like mid-season NHL. But you're right. The injury risk is so great that 
there is a little piece of me that always watches with my hands over my eyes. Not quite like it's the Pro Bowl or the NHL All-Star Game or anything like that, but something like it. Tim, you're talking to someone who just saw his favorite soccer club, Liverpool, lose only their second game of the season today, 3-1 to one at Arsenal, because Mo Salah got hurt playing for Egypt in the African Nations Cup. So this wound I'm talking about, it's, it's not necessarily hockey 100%, but it is very fresh. Uh, I also want to say that unless Russia plays, it's a meaningless tournament. You know, I, I know everybody has their knickers in a twist over them attacking Ukraine and whatever. I don't like to see sports and politic mix. And I, and I don't like to see one of the world's, you know, I mean, they're, they're the number two hockey power ever besides Canada and arguably number one. What kind of tournament is it if they're not involved? And the same goes for that phony baloney four nations cup they'll have it next year. Although one good thing, Tim, with both that tournament and the Olympics, they replaced the all-star game. The all-star game's a farce. Mark Madden with us, Pro Bowl going on. How about as well? Justin Bieber out on the ice warming up? I mean, I give him credit. He's played both sides of the groupie fence. He, he knows him and he is one. <laughs> Mark Madden with us. Yeah, the Pro Bowl going on too. That's another dopey all-star event that always takes place this time of year. Didn't watch either. Don't want to watch either. Won't ever watch either. Uh, the offseason news for the NHL is, or the NFL is much more interesting to me, Mark. There's lead-up for the Super Bowl as well. Uh, the Steelers finally making the Arthur Smith higher official uh, since we last spoke when he had his interview it has become a well now official finally that he's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Steelers have your opinions at all changed in the week since we first found out it was potentially going to happen and the interview took place well I don't have a problem with it it's a hire for right now it it it, it it's a guy who will cling to Tomlin's offensive vision the vision remains Tomlin's the guy who puts it together is going to be Arthur Smith um it, it makes use of the components they have in place. Okay. But if you're playing for right now, and the owner was talking about urgency, huh. uh, I think uh, if you're playing for right now, why is Kenny Pickett still the quarterback? I'm writing a column about that for the trip, Tim, that the Steelers could very easily go out and get Kirk cousins or Justin Fields or even Baker Mayfield in theory or Russell Wilson. And that would be a massive upgrade over Kenny Pickett. The cap, you'd have to manage it, but you could easily do it. I don't want to hear talk about urgency and right now when Kenny Pickett's the quarterback. He's going to be 26 before the season starts. He's proven very little beyond mediocrity at best in his 24 starts. I'd rather bet on Kirk Cousins' Achilles, you know, because he got to recover from that, than I would Pickett's arm. And here's the other thing to remember, too, Tim. Say you sign Kirk Cousins to a, a one-year deal, right? You gamble his Achilles, will be okay. And it's not. You know who your quarterback is, Kenny Pickett, just like now. It's worth the gamble. Well, when he talked about urgency, I looked at it with the same jaundiced view that I think you're suggesting now, Mark. It's not just being dubious of what they might or might not do in free agency or the draft. It's also the fact that they kept the head coach. They're extending the defensive coordinator. They're hiring an offensive coordinator who has the same view of offense that the head coach does. And, you know, to them, I think what would be considered an urgent or daring move is keeping Mason Rudolph to battle Kenny Pickett. Like, nothing's going to change. I don't get what he thinks the definition of urgency is. Even keeping Mason Rudolph is dumb. I mean, I think he deserves a crack based on what happened last year, this past season, rather, within the context of, of the Pickett 
Rudolph duo, okay? But there's better quarterbacks out there to be had, if indeed we're thinking about right now. I bet Cam Hayward's thinking about right now. I bet T.J. Watt, whose prime is in its uh, – well, I don't want to say it's descending because no, it you know, is. he might be it the is. NFL player of the year. But he's, he's near the end of his prime. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. You know, ask him about, you know, whether – whether he'd rather have Kirk Cousins or Kenny Pickett. Then again, he's, he's just a gym teacher. He probably doesn't want to rock the boat. You know, the, the pros in the locker room love Kenny. Mark, another thing to bring up uh, about the Steelers and the new hire of Arthur Smith as offensive coordinator. I talked to our former colleague here in Pittsburgh, John Burton from Channel 4, is now down there, WNSR Sports Talk Radio and News Channel 5 for our podcast. And he told me that the core of the Arthur Smith passing game is rhythmic, getting the ball out on time, and having the receivers be where they're supposed to be, and if the ball isn't there, that's not on them, it's not on you as a quarterback, it's on them as pass catchers. Well, the two pass catchers we're talking about, not exactly great at being in the right place at the right time. Well, well, Tim, don't people say Deontay's this precise route runner? They say he's great at getting open. They say he's really good at getting himself open in coverage, but how many times was he not in the right place or making the wrong connection with Kenny well, Pickett? A- again, Tim, that's such a crock. Like, like, like Deontay and Pickens will suddenly be accountable to the new guy. No. Hey, new guy, we've seen a bunch of new guys. We're not going to listen to you either. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm really <laughs> I'm doubting that this is going to work the way that they envision it, because all of a sudden those two are going to wake up and smell the coffee. I oh, just Tim, it'll work exactly the way I envision it. They're going to go nine and eight or ten and seven to lose the wild card game at best. That's exactly what's going to happen. And they know it, too. They know it. This team has no ambition. They just want to maintain their model, do it like daddy and granddaddy, draft and develop, blah, 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 rinse and repeat. But to know great effect here's something else tim that not many people didn't notice i heard uh, full credit ron cook talking about it on on his radio show when art the second talked about tomlin the other day he was talking like they were partners as opposed to tomlin being an employee he was saying me and mike we're gonna fix this the owner should say mike he better fix this i mean i that that kind of took me aback once i really listened Mark, the next time we speak, the Super Bowl will have been played. I've got the Chiefs winning it. Do you? Well, that's a tough one. Uh, Because I think San Francisco is slightly the better team. But I can't bet against Mahomes. That said, the one time I did bet on Mahomes, I was in Vegas at the Circus Grand Opening at the Kansas City-Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Bet on Mahomes, got that stuck on my backside. But the wings were good. Uh, I, I, but Kansas City's defense in the second half, Tim, did you know Kansas City because their defense? I, I don't know the, the under has hit the second half. The second half under, like like 17 times in their games this year. Hmm, that's an interesting one. I hadn't heard that one. Their, their defensive stats, that don't quote me on that number, but the point is their defense in the second half, and even more so since uh, the midway point of the season, Tim, has just been fantastic in the second half. So, uh, if you made me pick right now, I would, yeah, pick Kansas City. Uh, you know, but that said, in the interim, we'll do the ridiculous debate about the best Super Bowl snacks and the best Super Bowl commercials and ad nauseum. And by the way, the snacks thing, there's only three acceptable snacks in descending order, wings, pizza, and nachos. The only acceptable beverage is beer, case closed. I was listening to uh, Fox Sports Radio, our affiliate on the AM side, Mark, at iHeart, and they had some analyst or another on. I, I can't frankly remember who it was, but I thought it was a really good point 
Forget necessarily Mahomes versus Purdy, although if you look at it in those terms, Mahomes has the clear advantage. Think of it as Spagnolo versus Purdy. And I kind of like that matchup for the Chiefs. And the premise was he'll take away the under middle part of the field and make Purdy force it to the sidelines on deep outs. And that's not his strong point. And Purdy's just going to have to beat him there. And if he can, bully for him. But watch Spagnolo take away what Purdy does best. I, I think that's a good point. That's real good analysis. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to you know say Purdy's going to blow the game. But yeah, if you make him play to what aren't his strengths. I wouldn't call them weaknesses, though, Tim. I just think he does some things a little worse than others. Like Kenny Pickett, he has weaknesses, like right after the ball snapped until the play's over. That's his weakness. But, uh, but yeah, Spagnuolo is an interesting study, too. I was thinking about that. I talked about that on the show. Here's a guy who was the coordinator when the Giants ended um, New England's undefeated season. Remember, they beat him in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Had a great game plan. Now he's done a great job at Kansas City. But, you know, his success as a head coach was non-existent. There are so many guys, like Josh McDaniels, like who just have been great coordinators and can't be head coaches. Why do you think that is? That's weird, isn't it? Uh, Dick LeBeau. Arthur, Arthur I mean, Smith. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's weird, isn't it? It is, and I think it just comes down to leadership and charisma at that point, don't you? You know what you need to do? The NFL, the owners need to identify – that offensive and defense coordinator is just as important a job as head coach, which it is. And then pay accordingly and, and keep those guys make it so that if they go take a head coaching job elsewhere, it will be a sideways move, especially in terms of pay. Mark, I was listening to your show moments after I found out about Carl Weathers passing away. Uh, the conversation you guys seem to have was about his role as Apollo Creed Clearly, I think he struck the best character to be the adversary for Rocky in the first two movies. Uh, right, he was the Hollywood version of Muhammad Ali. He hit it perfectly. You know what I, I was thinking while I was listening to your show, because you kind of went into what the sequels all were and all that, and they did the Creed sequels with Michael B. Jordan. I almost think it would have been more interesting to have it be like a prequel, a prequel of Creed, to see him rise to power and rise to championships before Rocky. That might have been more interesting viewing. Yeah, but then Stallone couldn't be involved. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and let's not forget who, who's, whose baby this always was. And, and to Stallone's credit, the, the original Rocky remains one of the best movies, the best scripts of all time, even if Chuck Wepner didn't get proper credit or compensation for it. But, uh, I always like like I always remind people though when they say how great the fight scenes were in Rocky, in almost every fight, in all the Rocky movies, I didn't see the Creed movies. The fight would have been stopped. <laughs> it's wrestling. Like, like like the first fight and the second fight, you know, between Creed and Balboa would have both definitely been stopped at some point. They were killing each other. Uh, I maintain that the single best scene in any of the Rockies was uh, Rocky Balboa versus Thunderlips in the flesh, baby. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. And that was a big launching pad for Hogan. Hogan had just started to become a, a national star, and that really put him over the top. Mark Madden, check us out on Madden Ben's Unfiltered, 9.30 in the morning 
On Monday, we'll be with you on the Trib Live Facebook stream and listen to us next week after the Super Bowl. We'll wrap it up for you on Madden Monday, brought to you by Gerger Construction. Get your deck estimate today at gergerconstruction.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.